Fellow auto detailers, welcome to the show that features interviews with today's most successful auto detailers. This is the Auto Detailing Podcast. Here's your host, Jimbo Balaam. Auto Detailing Podcast listeners, have you been thinking about starting your very own mobile auto detailing business, about stepping out and living your dream as a full-time auto detailer, but paralyzed by the fear of failure, paralyzed that you're going to make the wrong purchasing decisions, I've developed an online training course for people just like you. The Mobile Auto Detailing Academy is an online training course that you could take at your own pace and we teach you everything you need to know so you can kiss fear goodbye. And not only do you get the training modules, but you also get access to our private Facebook mastermind group of other Academy members where you can ask as many questions as you want and get feedback immediately. Head on over to Mobile MobileAutoDetailingAcademy.com and enter in promo code PODCAST for your special offer. Welcome to another episode of the Auto Detailing Podcast. <laughs> Today on the show, I'm laughing because this is about the 10th time we've tried this, but we're determined to make it work today with DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. He runs a waterless mobile detailing operation out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. DJ, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm glad to be here again. <laughs> <laughs> again and again. And and to the listeners, none of this will make sense because they won't have been going through what we just went through. But anyway, it sure, doesn't sure. matter. We got you now for the time being, so we'll just make the best of it. So for the fifth time, tell us a little bit of a personal background on you and then how you kind of got into the detailing industry. Yeah, just a brief background on my personal life. I've got two young kids. I've got a five-year-old and a nine-month-old. They're amazing children. Uh, truly blessed. And I am married to my wife. Um, kind of how I got into the business was uh, for the past 12 years, I've always worked in the car wash and detail industry. Um, out of high school, or in high school, actually, I was working, uh, drying off cars, vacuuming, vacuuming them out, you know, doing light detailing. Didn't really know much. And uh, I gradually moved up in my experience level, um, which led me to actually manage a full-service car wash and detail shop. Um, from there, I had one of the owners actually left and went and did chemical sales, which left me to become a general manager of this whole place, being a teenager, which was phenomenal. Mm. Um, when he, um, about six months to a year after he left, he contacted me and said, hey, I've got a product you've got to come see. You can wash a car without any water. And coming from a car wash background, that was just so far-fetched. It wasn't even funny, so I was a huge skeptic in the whole process. But... Uh, I went with them, checked it out a little bit, and I was sold. So I had a 1999 Ford Contour and uh, some spray bottles with some chemicals in it and, and the waterless solution, and he encouraged me to start a mobile company. So me and him um, spearheaded it together. I left making a comfortable salary to... I think we lost you again. Kind of oh, okay. You cut out, but you're back. <laughs> I'm back. So keep going after the salary. Yeah, so like I said, I went from making a comfortable salary... Um, at this car wash and detail shop to working out of my you know, little little car, little beat-up car and, and uh, not making a lot of money. But uh, we made it work, and here I am today. So that's kind of how I got started. So did you? was there any transition from uh, being the manager at that car wash to starting your own thing, or did you just kind of just quit the car wash and went full-time into a company that you were just starting? Uh, there was a lot of... Uh, 
conflict of interest, so I had to leave. Okay. Um, I couldn't do both. Now, I will say that I did try to encourage the car wash, the other owners that were still currently in that detail shop came for me and, and my guys. So I tried to encourage them, and I got a lot of pushback. They didn't want to do it. So I ended up having to make it, make it it have a choice. So I went out on a leap of faith and just quit the car wash altogether, which was very hard. Like I said, I'm, I'm a teenager making a salary that's more than some people make, which I was blessed to, to do. I don't think I understand stood at the time what I was, you know, how blessed I was. But I did leave, and that's kind of how I transitioned. It was kind of cold turkey. It's pretty cool. You know, you go from one extreme at a car wash to the complete opposite extreme oh, yeah. of using no water. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. So what was it about the – because you're right. Like you said before, you know, a lot of guys are still skeptical about – uh, waterless car washing and, and what does that mean and how does it work and isn't it, you know, doesn't that mean you're scratching the paint and, uh, you know, we just had Ivan on the show last week um, and he talked about using uh, Optimum's ONR waterless rinse and and whatever but he, you know, he was talking about how most of the scratching is actually done uh, when you're using water in the drying stage, not really even in the washing stage Um and what was my question going to be there? I totally forgot. So, um, geez, I forgot my question. Anyway, so, so about skepticism, probably. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thanks for stepping it's in there. All good. I get this, I get these questions all the time, so I'm used to it. Um, so I, I, I think you're kind of go the route of how to overcome those hurdles of people being skeptical, like myself. Exactly. Um, okay, good deal. So. Um, I mean, it's kind of one of those things, especially, I mean, I was the first company in Oklahoma to even come up to even provide this type of service. So at first, we branded ourselves as waterless, and it was so boring here that it was very, very, very hard to get started. Um, the only reason I did get started because the clients that I had from the car wash followed me, and they trusted me. So, mm-hmm. you know, they trusted me with their vehicles already. And it's kind of one of those things you kind of have to see it to believe it type of education, hands-on education and, and both verbal education, that's kind of how I began to get over that hurdle. Okay, perfect. So uh, were you experiencing the mo- mostly your your customers or potential customers weren't um, too sure about this waterless car washing thing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we did. A, we had a huge mistake, a huge marketing error um, because it, it being so foreign here in Oklahoma, we branded everything as waterless. And that was a huge red flag. And I think year two in this company, when we branded it as eco-friendly mobile detailing opposed to waterless, I'm not even kidding. Our phones started ringing a lot more than they were beforehand because they they didn't, there wasn't that hurdle. So we pretty much created a hurdle to, to jump over for ourselves by labeling ourselves as waterless. So uh, definitely kind of hurt us the first couple of years of business doing that, being such a new, uh, you know, concept. You know, that's a good point that you bring up, and it's something that is important as business owners to really think about when we're going to, you know, come up with our business name and kind of our initial marketing plans. If we're using buzzwords that are maybe not controversial, but too new that the, that we as business owners understand because you, you know, have the knowledge of what the product is and blah, blah, blah. And it seems like, oh, waterless car washing, like everyone would love that. Um, but it's a good point to to make that you have to be aware of the uh, negative side or the negative connotations that 
customers may have when they see that. And, you know, I guess you never really know until you, uh, you know, put it out there in the world. But that's, like you said, you can be creating hurdles for yourself to overcome unnecessarily. It cost us a lot of money because, I mean, we had our trucks wrapped business cards. You know, I mean, oh. it's the whole nine. So, yeah, definitely don't do that if, if it's new in your community. So maybe just in general, you know, there's no there's no real need to, unless, I guess where I'm at, you know, in Southern California where water's like a big deal and we're in this drought or whatever, uh, marketing as a waterless car washing um, may be beneficial. I know Joe Fernandez, he's kind of up about 20 or 30 minutes away from me. He does a lot of, or not a lot of, but he does the forest service trucks. And so marketing mm-hmm. to them as a waterless mobile car wash um, probably would be a good idea, but to the general public, it may not be. And really, it it doesn't really matter how you're cl- cleaning the car. The customer just wants the car clean, you know? Exactly. So, um, so how... Maybe let's talk about the product a little bit. How do you make sure um, that you're not scratching the car? I guess that would be the main thing um, you know people are worried about, and even even detailers are worried about is how do you ensure that you're not scratching the car? Kind of walk us through the process of a waterless or an eco-friendly car wash. Sure. Uh, I will say, I mean, it is possible if, if you don't use the right technique. So we use the right technique to ensure we don't scratch the vehicle. So pretty much what we do is we have a 50-ounce pump sprayer, and we spray it on the vehicle. You can do one panel at a time. If you're really good, you can do a whole half the car at a time. But let's just panel by panel. We spray the whole panel down top to bottom, and then we get our towel, fold it in fours. And it's always a clean towel. We make sure there's no debris on the towel at all. We're really good about dropping it. If you drop our towels, I pretty much set them aside and filter through, you know, all the debris and stuff from them or throw them away if they're completely trashed. Mm. Um, so it's always a clean that towel aside uh, to wash. Um, and that's essentially how we do it. I mean, you wipe in one direction, you don't want to wipe back and forth because you're dragging that dirt back onto the vehicle. But the formula actually encapsulates and loosens the product from the surface. You can actually spray it on there. You can wash the dirt just to multiply on the paint. So it, it, it truly works. It's just all about technique. So one direction um, you know, don't use a dirty towel and you, you won't have any problems. So how many wipes, say you were like, I'm looking at your Facebook page, uh, right sure. now for eco green mobile detailing and you have a couple Maseratis on the front on the cover yeah. photo. So say we're working the front panel over the, over the wheel, how many passes? So you're going to pump, you're going to use the pump sprayer. You're going to spray it on. How long do you let it kind of dwell on there before you start wiping? Uh, it's almost immediately. It works. So in order to, like you said, on the front, the front panel, how many, how long do I let the uh, product dwell? I'll spray it on. I'm a big advocate of, I'd rather use a lot of product and ensure that the, the actual dirt's being emulsified than not use and conserve. So we'll use quite a bit if the vehicle is really dirty. Um, but I mean, it doesn't take too much time to start activating. Um, maybe a couple of seconds, maybe 10 seconds or so. Okay. And then how many passes are you having to make with with the towel is it kind of just a you know almost like i don't want to compare it to polishing but you know how you're polishing and you make one pass and then your second pass on the way back is like halfway through the first pass is that kind of what you're it's it's usually just one long stroke across your panel and you do that all the way down yeah you know the the thing that has kind of gotten me interested in waterless car washing is efficiency and 
I was washing my wife's car yesterday with it in mind that um, I'd be talking to you today, so I was kind of being vigilant <laughs> of how many times I would I was walking around the car, you know. So I counted, and I was literally trying not to. If I didn't have to walk to the other side of the car, I was trying not to. So I was actually being vigilant of how many times I was having to go around the car, and I counted at least a dozen times that oh I, <laughs> you know, was going around the car and I thought, man, I'm going to bring this up tomorrow when I talk to DJ because I wonder, you know, talk about increasing profits by cutting down time spent on each vehicle. Um, you know, how many times are you having to go around the car to clean it? Twice. It, to wash the vehicle, to wash the paint twice. We go, <laughs> oh my I, I'm, I'm, big on, I'm big on efficiency too. I really am. Uh, I mean, ask my guys, it's, they probably think I'm a drill sergeant, but everything's systemized in my company. It's, right. it's, it's systemized. And no matter what truck you're in, if I have new employees, they're going to see the same exact thing whoever's driving that truck. So, um, but the, yeah, it's just to go around one time to wash it. And then the second time to do a final wipe, which is, uh, um, just a quick wax or so to kind of get any streaks and smears out of it. All the dirt's already gone off the paint, but we're just going to, you know, finalize the vehicle to, you know, enhance some gloss and, and get all the streaks out of it. That's the second That's, pass. So how long is it taking you to wash, say, a car, a compact car? Oh, 15, 30 minutes. T- I mean, not even, about 15 minutes if we're really getting after. If we're just hanging around, you know, which we normally don't, but about 15, 20 minutes. Wow. And that's two guys working on the car at a time? Yeah. Yeah. One guy okay. can knock it out. Will, Zan, paint in 30 minutes. Wow. Okay. So what about... that's. <laughs> Just thinking about how many times I walked around the car yesterday, it's making me just whatever. So what about dealing with, uh, you know, rims or or not mud, but like a car that maybe hasn't been washed in a month or two? And obviously in Oklahoma compared to where I'm at in California, you're dealing with a lot different elements. And so the cars yeah. may, be a, may be dirtier. So <clears throat> it gives me kind of confidence that if you're doing it in Oklahoma, I should be able to do it out here. But we always come across those cars that you know oh the people like almost brag like oh i haven't washed my car in six months and look it's not that bad like can you yeah that's when you just hang the phone up and don't (laughs) (laughs) like i guess it helps with having the pump sprayer versus just like a spray bottle but oh my gosh yeah do you ever use water uh if we do it's through our steamer and we'll put it on the uh, water mode and we'll just spray off the the bottom half of the vehicle's I mean, the product works so great that even on, we get snows here sometimes in the winters. Um, even in Oklahoma, so spread. We might get snow in the summertime, I kid you not. Oh, <laughs> that sounds horrible. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so yeah, the product works so great. I mean, it really does help break down a lot of that dirt and ground. But if we're kind of uncomfortable and it, it is a lot of buildup, then we'll get our steamer out. Okay. So, so if someone's looking at creating a eco-friendly, waterless car washing, it's you have the product as your base, but it's also good to have a steamer just in case you come across those excessively dirty cars. And I would hope you'd have it, period, because the interior is going to save you so much time on the interiors to have a steamer in the first place. So in my opinion, it's, it's a, a tool you should have in your arsenal, period, and it's just cool that you can use it for, for the exterior as well. So, yes. And, and talk about efficiency. If you're going to have efficiency and um, I was going to say compactacy, but I don't think that's a word. But you know, it, it, being, I don't use it. <laughs> being a compact rig, you know, like you said, <laughs> you were working out of the back of a Ford. What was it? A Ford? It's a Chevy Colorado. Oh, Chevy Colorado. Yep. Well, but when you first started, what were you working out of? 
Oh, a Ford Contour, yeah. Ford Contour. So you're working it was, out it was of, horrible. <laughs> you're working out of a small car. And I know one of one of the listeners to the show in Texas, Tyler, he's working out of a Volkswagen Golf. Um, so, oh, man. More power to you, dude. <laughs> but it's not ideal. I told him it's not ideal, but it's kind of cool because he's, he's got it lowered with rims and he's going for a specific look. But, uh, you know, talking about being a compact rig um, – you know, and you want to have your tools have multiple uses. Exactly, a steamer is perfect because you're going to be using it for the interior. You can use it for the exterior on those hard cars. I love it. I'm actually looking at kind of downsizing my rig a little bit. Um, yeah. And and you know I, that's what kind of got me interested in the whole waterless, the waterless arena because I right now I carry around a hundred gallon water tank, um, and it just I don't know. I have a lot of crap, and it's just kind of getting old. Um, anyway, so what about doing um, like fleets of cars? Do you have any? Do you do any fleets of cars where you're doing you know ten plus cars in one space? Yeah, we do a lot of that. Um, we have they're they're on a monthly recurring basis, so we have um, quite a few of those. And we, yeah, that's pretty much what when a day we'll bring both crews together, we'll knock it out in a day, and uh, and call it good. But yeah. Um, same thing, nothing's different, um, all the same processes. Uh, it's actually make more money that way because, you know, we're one location with, you know, 20, 30 vehicles, you know? Right. And I guess the cool thing is you're not like, for me, I do a few office buildings where I have like 10 plus cars some weeks, sometimes not, but I'm always limited by, there has been situations where I'm like, Hey, I got more cars, but I'm out of water. Um, or I forget to fill up my water tank the night before or something like that. So I actually end up losing money because I'm out of water. I guess you never really run oh, into wow. that situation. No, not at all. Well, we, sometimes we'll run out because that's one of the um, sales, tactics, sales tactics we use to get into some office buildings, um, to not have that runoff or to have the ability to wash a vehicle in its parking space if need be. Um, but people love the fact that, you know, we'll, we're working on our cars when we leave. There's no water all over the ground, um, running down the street or, or anything like that at all. So, you know, they get in their cars and their feet are still dry. I mean, every, the cars next to them are all wet and so forth. But nothing gets anyone that does that uh, or yourself, period. But um, it's just, it's, it's, it's another um, way to get into those kind of places, especially in uh, parking garages and so forth as well. Because they have restrictions where you know. Cool. Yeah, that was a good point that you made. You know, you can, you can use it as a marketing uh, opportunity to, to get into places that other guys can't get into because of their runoff or because, you know, one thing that, that is just kind of annoying to me using water is always having to set up a barricade to catch the water and then suck it back up or having to throw down a mat and then you're stepping in the water because the water's in the mat oh, and yeah. it's not, it's just kind of becomes a hassle. And when, you know, a big thing for me, like a big thing for you and any, it should be for any business owner is efficiency and you know, yeah. if I got to spend 20 or 30 minutes or 10 minutes, even 10 minutes extra after every car to suck up the water, that's 10 minutes that I'm not getting paid for just by doing a, you know, so, something that just has to be done. And yeah, a lot of times we can just pass it off as, well, it's just part of doing business. But if you don't have to do that and there's a better way to do that, I think it's at least worth exploring. So... All right, so you go from, back to kind of your journey, you go from working and having a nice salary at a car wash to starting your own thing with zero clients, and now you're up to two guy, two rigs and four guys. Obviously, it doesn't just happen overnight, but kind no, of, kind of no, walk us through that journey. How did you go from, you know, 
did you just start out yourself doing it? And then when did you bring on your second employee and then your third and fourth? Kind of walk us through those steps. Um, well, I believe in slow growth is good growth. Um, so I'm not an advocate on got to get, you know, more trucks, more trucks, more trucks, because mm-hmm. if you can't manage that growth um, properly, then you're going to fail. You end up failing one, at one point. So that's mm-hmm. still while we're semi-small operation, but um, I worked many, many summers and winters by myself. I don't know. I look back. I don't know how I did it. Um, you know, I would do multiple full details in a day. Um, I do, you know, big fleet accounts by myself. And, you know, I hire family and friends here and there to come help me with jobs. If they couldn't do it, they couldn't do it. And I'm stuck in it myself. But I'm trying to grow a company. So I, I guess that's kind of what got motivation every day was I'm trying to grow. One day I won't have to do this. So, um, yeah, I worked a long time by myself. And um, I had friends and family that worked with me. Um, ongoing, and then when I became when I got a lot more established, um, when they became flaky, it was like, well, I really need you here. So I guess I need to hire someone full time, and that's what I did. I started hiring people that were full time, and as you know, in the industry, turnover rate is really high. So um, it's yeah, it's, it's insane. So I um, um, but yeah, I mean that's kind of how I uh, became where I am. Just this slow gradual uh, changes and now I've got actual full-time employees that are not family and are not friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but you, I mean, you kind of become friends, you know, with people that you work closely with. So they, they are my friends. Uh, one of them is actually one of my best friends, but um, business is business and we keep all the, you know, personal stuff outside of work. Right. And I, I always look at it like if you take care of your employees, your employees will take care of you. And that's sometimes Absolutely. A, that's a delicate balance and that's a fine line that you have to find. But um, I think if you could find guys that, you know, are passionate about what they're doing, which is probably one of the biggest hurdle, but aren't afraid to work either. <clears throat> that's been my biggest thing with trying to find guys is they don't want to work. They want the money, but they don't want to work for it. And it's like, well, I don't understand it. It, it you know, it's like, well, that doesn't make sense, you know? And yeah, you're right about the turnover rate. I've just absolutely burned through guys, you know, they're just killer for like two weeks and then they suck. <laughs> it's like, what happened to you? You were so good. So what are some, um, what was that? Go ahead. I, no, I'm just saying it's all part of the business, I guess. It's, I, I guess. <laughs> What are some obstacles besides the initial obstacle that you um, uh, came across, you know, calling yourself a waterless car washing versus eco-green or eco-friendly? What are some other obstacles um, in doing a waterless car wash that you run across sometimes or from day to day? Um, There aren't any, to be honest. And I actually thought about this before you called, too. I, I, I don't... I don't necessarily have any other obstacles besides the, you know, the initial stages of my business where I had to get over that that hurdle. But I mean, the only obstacles I have now are the ones that every other business owner has that are mobile. You know, the weather, um, you know, clients rescheduling, um, and stuff like that. So um, I mean, it's all mostly you know positives when it comes to operating this kind of system. I mean, I don't really have any any negatives that stand out because of waterless that, that okay. wouldn't be in any other company that uses water. So, right. I'm looking, I, I kind of feel like I'm jumping all around here, but I'm looking on your Facebook page and, uh, you have photos of this RV and specifically the, oh the top of the RV that even me looking at it with a, the ability of a pressure washer, it looks like a nightmare, but you guys and your crew looks like it, it, it looks better. It looks better than what I would almost be able to do. 
with water. And so I'm what, telling you, <laughs> we uh, we debated on, on using water, but when we um, looked at the top, I mean, you could have used a power washer all day and you could have just been blowing water everywhere. That stuff would not have budged. That was a, it was a 1976 um, Palm Beach motorhome. It's a classic. You can do your research on it. There's a lot of history involved with, with this. So it's very rare. Um, and the so top hadn't been awesome. cleaned since 1976. Probably not. It's been <laughs> sitting outdoors. So all that black you see on there, if you, if you go check it out, uh, those listeners out there. But it's, I mean, it was just literally baked on there. We had to actually use a steamer and a light brush to steam the dirt off, wipe it up, probably three or four times before it actually came clean. And then we had to um, decontaminate and then polish as well. And it was a nightmare. It literally took us, for the top alone, about 22 hours, I believe. Oh. Um, so, it, and, But that's between doing other jobs and stuff, too. So we're coming back and, and leaving, coming back and so forth. But it was a nightmare. It, it, it was a fun project, um, but it was definitely a lot of work. I mean, we put about, <laughs> fun. I don't know, 40, 40, 60 hours in the whole entire thing inside and out. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's all linked up in the show notes for people to go see. But it's, I applaud you for even taking on that, <laughs> that job. So, yeah, it was it was it was fun. It was probably one of the funnest things we've had so far. It's just stuff like that, you know, those projects you get to do that you know have some history behind them, or um, those are that, that's what makes it worth it. Because that guy, um, you know, I listened to Joe's show not too long ago, and you know, he says if you don't get a, a five or six cuss words from a client that you didn't do a good job, then we've definitely got more than five or six cuss words from this guy. So he I, was pretty happy. I bet that's that's ridiculous. So we have a lot of guys that are listening that are trying to. They're working their regular full-time job that's not detailing, and now they're trying to transition into detailing full-time. They're, you know, they're kind of weekend warriors or detailing on the side. If there's someone listening now who's thinking about um, starting a auto detailing business and they're kind of playing with the idea of water versus waterless, what advice would you give them and what tips would you give them as they kind of start? start their business well for one i'll say this um you might as well go waterless now because i believe what they the direction the industry is going is that one day soon we might all have to be doing this because it's going to become regularly uh, heavily regulated to where we're not able to use as much water as you want or as you wanted to like water restrictions and stuff like that because of the droughts that are going to come i mean water isn't going to be here forever so I'd say jump on the, the bandwagon before you kind of have to and start your business out that way just to avoid those kind of hurdles um, in the future with the droughts and water restrictions that may occur. So um, definitely stay ahead of the game. Um, but um, let's see. So I guess I guess that kind of got lost at the, uh, with my answers there. But so what, 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 <laughs> what were you trying to ask ba- again? I'm ba- sorry. Just basically, it's all right. My brain's, it's only, it's 8.45 a.m. here and my brain's fried. Um <laughs> so we're you're in good company. Um, basically, just a, what advice would you give to a guy that's just starting, um, you know, starting in his business and he's looking at water versus waterless and blah blah. But that was a good point. That was one good point that you made that you might as well go waterless because that's kind of the way of the future. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it's just, I mean, it's easier. It's more efficient. Um, it's your cost to go into this is, is going to be a lot less. Great so your risk is going to be less when you're investing. Um, and water tanks and trailers and, you know, um, stuff like that. I mean, you're looking at a, a, a much larger uh, initial investment than you would if you just bought a um, solution of waterless formula 
um, some wa- some distilled water, mixed it up, and got a pump spray, and, and now you can wash cars. I mean, you can literally do it out of the back of your, out of the back of your car. So uh, definitely the most cost-efficient way to do it, and also, I mean, it, it definitely benefits um, the environment and so forth, not having water runoff um, and all that hassle of water cleanup and, and, and stuff like that, too. It's just... Um, it's just better for our environment. I kind of consider myself as like the hippie of auto detailing. Like <laughs> I'm all about, you know, saving our resources. I use plant-based cleaners and stuff. So, um, but I'm a big advocate on, you know, using environmentally friendly products and methods and so forth. So, um, definitely an overall better way to do things. But when it comes to the financial aspect, you're going to save a lot more money and a lot more time starting out this route. And if you don't like it, I mean, your, your, your cost, your cost is, you didn't lose much, you know? Yeah, that's a great point because I think besides fear of failure, the second obstacle that guys are running across is just the capital to start up because like you said, you know, you got to buy a water tank and you got to buy this and you got to buy that, you got to buy that. And the barrier to entry and then you got to buy a vehicle to have that or a trailer yeah. or whatever. And so you're talking about a significant uh, investment in a company that you may not even have any clients yet. And I always like to try and tell guys, go out and try to start hustle some work before you invest all this money into a company that you're not sure is even viable yet. Um, And I think waterless car washing offers that, you know, a guy could literally start out of the trunk of his car um, and start getting clients. And I was just thinking about it right now. It, you know, we're just talking about the, the waterless aspect of it is just for washing the car. Every other, you know, polishing all that is the same. So really we're only talking about one step of a multi-step business or multi-step process. Um, but the waterless is definitely something that I'm going to look more into. Um, just cause I think that one, I live in California and every city that I go to is worried about runoff, but also just mm-hmm. the aspect of it saves so much time and it saves so much space in my rig for other opportunities. I just love it. Um, do you formulate your own waterless products or do you, do you label your own products or do you buy it from a company? No, we buy it from another company. Yeah. What, what's the company? We'll just give them a free plug. Yeah, we use EcoTouch and it's ecotouch.net. Um, we use their full line of products. Like I said, um, I am the hippie in the industry. We use all plant-based cleaners. So they have a full line of they have all-purpose cleaner, window cleaner, uh, tire shine, um, carpet cleaner, leather conditioner, dashboard protection, and it's all plant-based. So um, we produce everything we do is, is you know, environmentally friendly, not just the waterless aspect. That's just, you know, kind of the cherry on the top. But um, they have a great line of products. I wouldn't use them um, if, if, if I didn't like them. Now, I will say they are a little bit higher priced than most products out there, but um, I just love the fact that we can clean an interior or an exterior and give our clients peace of mind that the chemicals we use were not harmful for them, their kids. Because here in Tulsa, I'm sure other places as well, especially California, people are health conscious. Yeah. And here, people in Tulsa, actually, they, they, they care about that kind of stuff to know that you know we're using um, citrus or lavender or coconut-based products that are actually um, not hazardous for anyone in the vehicle. Um, so that's definitely why I like to use EcoTouch. Yeah, that's a great point that you brought up that the chemical isn't hazardous to the detailer or to the client as they re-enter the car. I think it was Scott Perkin 
that we talked about that. It might have been Rennie Doyle, too, that we talked about, you know, you really ha- some of these cheap chemicals, <clears throat> you oh, have man. to be careful because they're bad as for the detailer to be, you know, uh, inhaling the fumes of these cheaper chemicals. And while, you know, you may be saving a few bucks per gallon now, what is that doing quite for your... <laughs> yeah, quite a few. But what is that doing to your health in the future? You know, it could really yeah, be... If you're, if you're having to use gloves and you're coughing between sprays, there, there's, there's something wrong there. <laughs> that only happens to me when I use... Uh, well, I won't talk about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one last thing, because I just saw it on your Facebook page. Did you clean a cement truck with no water? Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it, it it wasn't. It's it was a brand new uh, cement truck. It was actually in a show, a C and G show here in Tulsa, and uh, they travel all over the country, and and uh, they just seen it wiped down and you know waxed real quick. So it wasn't um, it wasn't filthy. Uh, we did use a steam on a little bit to get some stuff off, but it wasn't like the typical cement truck you see on the roads. But do you think if you weren't a waterless mobile detailing company, do you think you would have, have even been considered to do that job or do you think it helped? No, absolutely not. Um, we, we get so many opportunities, um, because the funny thing is when they call and say, well, you know, we can't, we can't. Say that again. You cut it, you cut out a little bit. Opportunities like working inside of event centers and so forth because we are waterless. I mean, there's no water runoff, so we can perform the same service that a company that uses water does outside without all the barriers of having to be outside. We can, you know, literally wash it inside of an event center or an arena and not have to worry about anything and produce amazing results just as if we were outside with with, with 100 gallons of water. Yeah. I love it. So if, if guys are listening, that's a great takeaway. If you're listening and you're trying to think how you're going to differentiate yourself from any other auto detailer in your local area, try waterless. You know, Even if you already have a water tank like I do, why not try waterless and try and use that as a marketing tip to, well, maybe not waterless, but eco-friendly auto detailing. Eco-friendly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and use that as a differentiator from the competition or from the other detailers in your area. And look, it's working for DJ to get him into places like the convention center where um, who knows what kind of opportunities can spawn from that. So definitely something well, that... Go ahead. Sorry. One more cool thing is that uh, we do a lot of like high-end clientele as well here, and um, those guys are busy. I mean, they're out of their house at eight in the morning to get to the office and so forth. We're able to actually get there, you know, six or seven in the morning, wash all their vehicles, and be done. And they're out of the house with the clean vehicle as well too. So a lot of our clients like it because um, before they even leave for the office, their cars already completely clean. Whereas it, you know it's still dark outside, but we're in their garage and, and their cars are clean. Um, and, you know, a lot of guys can't can't do that. You know, you show up at 9 o'clock when the sun comes out, and they're ready to go to work. Exactly. So it's a, it's a, it's a good it, – there, there's so many benefits. I can list them all day long, but yeah, that's, that's just one that came, came to mind. That's another, that's another great point. I mean, I'm not going to rub it in everyone's face, but, you know, in California, our winters do get into the low 40s sometimes. Um, and, you know <laughs> – that's degrees Fahrenheit. That's positive, not negative either. Um, but, you know, I had a client one time that wanted his cars done at 7 a.m. And during wintertime or our wintertime here, you know, it's pretty cold at 7 a.m. And 
the water yeah. doesn't really dry and you know it may be 40 degrees but at 40 degrees fahrenheit the water's not really drying off the car for him to be able to take it in an hour and that was one issue i pretty much ended up losing the account because of that he needed it done before 8 a.m and mm -hmm. you know the car he was taking the car away dripping wet and the windows were fogging up all weird and um oh yeah you'll you'll avoid that altogether with this system and um, I'm an open book man. If anyone has any questions on, you know, how I do it, you know, processes, marketing techniques, or whatever, I mean, I'm on open book, so just shoot me a, shoot me a, uh, a message or something, and, and I'll yeah. How can answer uh, any questions I can? Yeah. How can people reach you? How can they like your Facebook page? How can they, if they live in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area, how can they get their car detailed by you? Give us a plug for all that. Um, so we're on most social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our handle is at EcoGreenMD, which is for mobile detailing, so at EcoGreenMD. Um, and you can find me on there. Um, you know, also, our number is 918-955-7174. Um, I guess not for all the time. The best way is, is you know, by email or a message on Facebook because I get so many calls um, through this. So. Awesome, awesome. And I'll link all that up. If um, you want to see all the show notes, you can just go to autodetailingpodcast.com slash DJ. We'll just make it easy. Autodetailingpodcast.com slash DJ if you want to connect with him and all things uh, Eco Green Mobile Detailing. All right, DJ, appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, thank you, Jimbo. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Auto Detailing Podcast. Head on over to autodetailingpodcast.com to read our full show notes, blog posts, updates and even sign up for our newsletter so you can be the first to hear about the latest and greatest all things auto detailing podcast and don't forget if you leave us a, a rating and review on itunes it'll help us reach other auto detailers just like you and you may even get a shout out at the top of a future episode thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode